Men's Alliance is a growing movement of tribes meeting weekly for a rugged outdoor workout and a real-world devotion around a fire. We're flipping tires, swinging sledgehammers, talking about real struggles, and getting pushed physically and spiritually to become the husbands, fathers, and leaders God designed us to be. We'll get you out of isolation, out of your comfort zone, and into something tribal, rugged, and real. Hey guys, welcome to the Men's Alliance Podcast. I'm Dave Goose Mills, and today I'm going to talk to you about the absolute most important topic we could ever discuss. It's the deity of Jesus. And it's the most important because your answer to the question, who is Jesus, decides how you spend your life and how you spend your eternity in the afterlife. So everyone owes it to themselves to come up with a thoughtful answer to who was Jesus. Was he just a good man, a good teacher, or was he much more than that? But we deserve to explore it and to do it due diligence because he's the most influential person that's ever lived. He's impacted more movies, music, art, sculptures, architecture, poems, and songs than anyone who has ever lived. And he only lived to be 33 and never wrote a book. So we got to look into who was Jesus. Now I'm going to start off with a uh, piece of the Men's Alliance Statement of Faith. Right, I'm not going to read the whole thing for time, but if you would like to read our Statement of Faith and find out what Men's Alliance believes, go to our website, mensalliancetribe.com slash solution. You'll find our Statement of Faith. And I'm going to read you one line from it. It says, Jesus Christ is God the Son, the second person of the Trinity. On earth, Jesus was 100% God and 100% man. Now, that's a big, bold statement, and I'm going to unpack from the New Testament where we get this. Where are we coming up with this? Okay, and one of the places that I'm going to point you to right off the bat is one of my, one of my favorites, okay? Uh, this is Jesus talking to his disciples. He's talking to Philip, and Philip says to Jesus, when are you going to show us God the Father? They call him Father. When are you going to show us God the Father? And Jesus replies, If you have seen me, you have seen him. Now that's a pretty clear statement to making a claim to be God, to being deity. Here's, a, here's another amazing section. This is from Paul's letter to the church at Philippi. And he's actually quoting a creed. This is an early creed that he is quoting in his letter. And this is uh, Philippians chapter 2, verses uh, 6 through 9 that I'm going to read to you. He says, Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. So we have Jesus saying, hey, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. We have Paul explaining that he was in very nature God, but he chose to take on human likeness and be found in appearance as a man so that he could 
be humbled enough to die on a cross. Now, we'll tell you why he did that at the end of this podcast. So here's another one, right? And these are all through the, the New Testament. I don't have time to get to all of them. I'm just showing you a couple of the big ones, right? This is an amazing one. This is the great story when uh, the, uh, the guys chopped the hole in the roof to lower their paralyzed buddy through the ceiling down to Jesus so that he could heal him. Right, this is that story we all we all love that, and uh, they they lower this man in, and everybody's kind of in anticipation, waiting for Jesus to to heal this man, and they're going to see if this man's going to get up and walk or not. And what does Jesus say to the man? He says, "Son, your sins are forgiven." Oh, why doesn't he just heal him? Why did he say that? Well, that is a much more significant statement than than healing him. In fact, it says right after this, it says some of the teachers of the law were sitting there and they started thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And they're exactly right. No one can forgive sins but God alone. And then to prove that he was God alone and had the power to forgive sins, then he tells the man, now take up your mat and go home. And the man stands up and walks out in full view of everyone, fully healed. So we have him saying, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You have Paul explaining how he is the nature of God, but he put that aside and took on the form of a human. Then we have Jesus doing things only God could do. He's forgiving sins. Here's another one. Jesus changes the Ten Commandments, right? He says this. He said, you've you've read, it is written, Thou shalt not commit adultery, but I tell you, anyone who even looks lustfully at another woman is guilty of adultery. Wow, well, you can't change the Ten Commandments unless you are the author of them, and that's exactly who he is. So he's he's allowing people to worship him is another one, right? If he wasn't God, then when people worshiped him, he would say, no, don't worship me. I'm not God. I'm just a good teacher, but he doesn't. He says, you're right to worship me. He says, your sins are forgiven. He says, if you've seen me, you've seen God. Here's another one, because the whole plot unfolds slowly, like a suspense coming to a climax in a movie to the very last hours of Jesus's life. He's been arrested. He's been beaten. He's being tried before the, uh, the Jewish Sanhedrin. And when he's being questioned by the high priest, this is Mark chapter 14, the high priest asks him, are you the Messiah? And Jesus says, I am. And the high priest says, why do we need to hear anything more? You have heard the blasphemy. And they all condemned him to death. If you don't think Jesus claimed to be God, if you think Jesus never claimed to be God, then why did they crucify him? Why did the Jews crucify him? They crucified him for blasphemy claiming to be God by saying, I am. He says, and you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. By the way, that is a reference. He is quoting for them Daniel 7, and they all got it. He knew his audience, and he quoted Daniel 7 for them. If you're wondering where that strangely worded phrase of you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven, he's quoting, quoting Daniel 7. A lot of things don't make sense to us if we don't understand who his audience was 
and what he's quoting from. Jesus was killed for claiming to be God. He did things only God could do. He forgave sins. He said that he was the Lord of the Sabbath, right? He was always working on Sunday or their Saturday. He was working on Saturday, their Sabbath, and uh, and he would get in trouble for it. And they would all say, why are you working on the Sabbath? And he said, I am the Lord of the Sabbath, right? He allowed people to worship him. He forgave sins. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Anyone who says Jesus didn't claim to be God has never read the Gospels. I'm not even going to say the Bible. You don't have to read the whole Bible. If you even read John, right? Here's another one for you. John 8, 58, he's talking to the religious leaders, and he says, Truly, I tell you, before Abraham was, I am. He's using the name of God from Exodus 3, 14. And he's saying he was here before Abraham. John chapter 1 says, In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word took on human flesh and lived among us. If you think Jesus wasn't God, you have never read the Gospels. You've never read Matthew, Mark, or Luke, or John, or Philippians. A short little letter from Paul to the church at Philippi. It's all through there. If you think Jesus wasn't God, that's like watching Superman and thinking Clark Kent wasn't Superman because you can't find a scene in the movie where he says, I am Superman. It's like, are you even watching? Are you paying attention? Are you putting all these clues together? That's why it's important because Jesus isn't a way. He's the way. He's not just a good man. C.S. Lewis put it so perfectly when he said this. He said, Jesus made an exclusive claim. He claimed to be the only way to God. He said, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except by me. So he took the option off the table of being a good teacher. You see, when you make a claim that big, it's either true and you are who you say you are, or you are either a liar or a lunatic. When you ask yourself, who is Jesus, and you, you try to decide for yourself who you believe Jesus of Nazareth was, you're only left logically with one of three answers. You can either believe that he was a lunatic, just a crazy man. You can believe he was a liar. Or you can believe that he was the Lord, the way, the truth, and the life, right? Because he kind of took the option of being a nice guy off the table. That's why the Jews killed him for being a blasphemer. I've been quoting John 14, 6, which is every tribesman knows the September memory verse, right? We've been doing burpees if you didn't have it memorized, where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Well, next month's October's verse is Acts 4, 12, says this, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. So again, there's no other name. Salvation is found in no one else. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus also said, I am the resurrection. He said, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. He said, I can forgive sins. He said, I can change the Ten Commandments on the fly because I'm their author. 
Colossians 1.15, it says the Son is the image of the invisible God. Right? God is invisible. Jesus is His image. We can't see God, but when God wants us to see Him, He puts on the form of Jesus, and He is the firstborn over all creation. Romans 10.9, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Right? God demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners. Christ died for us, Romans 5, 8. Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, Jesus is not a good man, a good teacher, a prophet, or a rabbi. He is our Lord. He is the only way to God, and he literally came here for the sole purpose of dying. So let me unpack that Christian narrative for those of you who have ever wondered why Jesus allowed himself to be nailed to a cross without even putting up a fight. It's a great question if you don't understand the story. Let me explain it. You see, all through the Jewish Torah, the Old Testament as we call it, there is a narrative going of God giving laws to people that they were unable to keep. You see, the Ten Commandments were just the start. There were 613 total laws, and every time a law was broken, there had to be a blood sacrifice. So for thousands of years, the message was loud and clear. Number one, no human can ever be good enough to please God. And number two, the payment for sin is death. If people wanted God to accept them, they had to sacrifice a perfect spotless lamb as an offering to pay for their sins. Then, in the New Testament, God personally enters the scene, took on human form, named Jesus, lived a perfect, spotless life, and made one final payment for all people for all time. Jesus shed his blood to pay for our sins. That's why he's sometimes referred to as the Lamb of God. You see, no longer do we have to kill animals when we sin. We need only claim God's payment on our behalf. Dying was the entire reason why he came. So that's who Jesus was. He was God, 100% God, 100% man. He was the logos, the logo, the image of the invisible God. He was the king, took off his crown and robe and left his royal castle and put on normal clothes and went and lived among the people so that he could save them. But when you do that, you never stop being king, right? That's the story of Christianity. That's the narrative of who Jesus was and why he came here and why he had to die to pay for our sins. And that's why Christians uh, believe in Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity. Now, if you want to go a little deeper in this, I'm putting together an ambassador series podcast on the deity of Jesus as well. And in that, we're going to talk about some passages that maybe Muslims will use or Mormons will use. And we'll go a little bit deeper into how to have these conversations about Jesus with people from other religions. So check that out too. And that will be Ambassador Podcast number 10. So look for that next week. If you're looking to go deeper on the topic of the deity of Jesus, Ambassador Podcast 10 is for you coming out next week. And if you have any questions you want me to answer about the deity of Jesus or any other topic, 
please email me at info at mensalliancetribe.com and we will definitely address those either by email or on the podcast. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope to see you around the fire soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Men's Alliance podcast. Find your tribe at mensalliancetribe.com or maybe you're the man to start one in your area. And send us your questions or comments to info at mensalliancetribe.com. We'd love to hear from you and we look forward to seeing you around the fire soon.